Hi there, I'm Jim. And I'm Claire. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm your host, Jim G, and joining me today is Claire LaMonica, our director here at CTLT. Hi, Claire. Hi, Jim. Weirdly enough, we're going to be talking about the middle of the semester, and specifically today, what? How to how to see how the class is going? How would you phrase that? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, you know, Ken Bain says that there are four questions, four basic questions that, quote, the best college teachers, unquote, ask themselves as they prepare to teach. Right. And one of them is, uh, basically, this is the short version. This is the Claire version. Mm -hmm. um, what do I want my students to know or be able to do by the time the course is completed? Um, the second one is, how can I best help my students learn those things? Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one is how can I assess whether or not my students have learned those? He says these much more elegantly and and it's I, I, kind of I lovely, think you, but you I get think the idea. Fine. Yeah, yes. And and the last one, interestingly, is how can I assess my own teaching mm -hmm. of the course? Um, and I think that's the one that. Um, we often don't think about as much. We tend to think about those first three a lot, but particularly as we're planning our courses, we're not always thinking about how we're going to assess how the courses go. I think there's some things we take for granted. We just assume that at the end of the semester, we're going to be told that we need to administer student evaluations. Right, right. Um, and we all know that. And so we sort of say, okay, well, you know, I'll check that off. Somebody's going to assess how this course went. But actually... I think we do ourselves a disservice, a grave disservice, if that's um, the only kind of information we're providing about our teaching and, and our courses. So we're not talking, we're talking about not just relying on those end of semester, end of term evaluations. Um, so it's a good time to plan for doing something. It's never too early to plan your midterm chat. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> we, you know, these have gotten to be pretty popular on yeah. campus. Yeah. Um, we would be in big trouble if all 1,100 of our faculty decided they wanted to do midterm chats and, because and, there are five of us, right, right or six. Right. And to, be clear, and to be clear, when you're saying midterm chat, you're talking about a service that we offer here at CTLT, um, which is one way of doing a midterm assessment of a course. Um, but it's also something that, that uh, which we're going to talk about in a little bit more detail today, and it's something that faculty members can also try to do on their own or maybe partner up with a, another faculty member to do or something like that. Right. There, there, there are multiple ways to collect midterm feedback right. on a course. Right. And I think the, the important thing is not the, uh, not the manner that you use or mm -hmm. not the system that mm -hmm. you use um, or the procedure or whatever, but the fact that you do it. Right. And so that's really um, waiting until the end of the course has, uh, you know, the obvious problem of, oops, the course is over. Those right. students are gone. You're never going to have that specific teaching and learning situation again. Mm -hmm. um, you may teach that same course again, but you're going to have different students and things will be different. You'll be a different teacher. There'll be different students. Um, the course material may be different um, mm -hmm. by then. So um, getting some feedback while the course is in progress is 
a really useful thing. Mm -hmm. And it also, um, depending on how you do that, but even if you're just giving them a survey at midterm, as opposed to the midterm chat, which again, we'll explain in a little bit more detail what that is. Uh, it also gives students, uh, students get something out of it too, don't they? Absolutely. Um, for one thing, they get a, a real sense of empowerment. Mm -hmm. um, when you ask students about uh, the progress of the course, they know that you're interested. And if you listen, that's the key. Right, <laughs> if you right. listen to what yeah. they say, then they know that they have a significant investment in the course as, as well. You know, you have a lot of in invested in the course. You've spent hours designing this course, mm -hmm. if not days or weeks, depending on the process you use. Um, but And students have an investment in taking it, but they don't always feel that they have much invested in um, the way the course is going. But when they do have that investment, then they get uh, they get much more interested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, when we're talking about the midterm chats that we facilitate here at CTLT, those are based on um, uh, a process that I think you kind of introduced here, or at least you 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 brought about when you started as the assistant director here. Uh, I did. A long time ago. Yeah, at the at the urging of the director right. Patrick O'Sullivan, um, he had a phone call from, uh, I, think a, I think, a department chair um, who had had uh, this process at his or her, I don't remember, previous institution. Mm -hmm. And um, it's actually called small group, di small group instructional. instructional diagnosis. Right, which makes it always sounds like a disease to me. Or we're it, trying to figure it, out, well, yeah. out a disease or something it, like it that. Sounds, yeah. It sounds yeah. far too medical yeah. for me. Yeah. Or um, that there's something really wrong with the course, which may not necessarily be the case. Which may not be the case. Yeah. Like, you know, often we do these chats and find out that everybody thinks everything is hunky-dory. So, right. yeah, you sure. know, well, maybe not everything, but, you know, yeah. but mostly. Yeah. Um, and we, you know... I, so I stole the the name midterm chat actually from some colleagues in the English department. There you go. Who were using a similar process to mm -hmm. um, get feedback from students for each other, mm -hmm. and so and that was a very collegial process. It wasn't exactly the same, but that I thought midterm chat sounded like a much friendlier name than small group instructional diagnosis. Sure, and it's just I, I think it's um, uh, it also I think better fits. Um, what the ultimate goal is for this, because right. it's not really the diagnosis, as we kind of hinted at before. It's the faculty member taking what happens in this process and then following up with the students. Right. And so it is actually so the midterm chat, to my mind, is not really me as a facilitator coming in to do the midterm chat. That's not the most important part of the, of the chat. It's actually the faculty member following up with the students. Right. That, well, and, that chat, that conversation. And, and the really important thing, I think that the, the thing that the students find very important is that the faculty member voluntarily requests this. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, students, you know, every once in a while I'll go into a classroom and the students will look at me a little bit skeptically and say, is our teacher in trouble? Right. Sure. <laughs> and, sure. And I always, you know, yeah. I always tell them, I tell all of them as part of my introductory spiel that this is a purely voluntary process. Um, instructors sign up for these. No one is going to see the feedback except the instructor and mm -hmm. the students and me, not even anybody else at CTLT. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, students like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think faculty members like that too because 
Um, and I know that when you and I both go in, when we would facilitate something in our colleagues here at CTLT, we emphasize that point to students to say that, no, this is not, uh, this is not a, a required uh, right. sort of thing. And of course, you've had the experience, and I think I've had, we've talked about this before, I've had the experience where sometimes students have such a good experience <laughs> doing a midterm chat that they come up to us later and they say, hey, could you do this for my other class yeah. as well? <laughs> and then we have to kind of flip it around and say, no, it is a voluntary process. Yeah. We can't just swoop in and do that. That really hammers at home that we really meant that when we said voluntary. Yeah, yeah. Ex exactly. Yeah. So for people who aren't familiar with a midterm chat, I guess it's easiest to describe it as a sort of a three-step process on the part of the faculty member. Um, uh, there's a pre-chat where we just sit down and we kind of just see how things are going. There's the actual chat itself when the facilitator, one of the five or six of us who do it here at CTLT, goes into the classroom and conducts this sort of discussion with students. And I want to touch on that more from your mm -hmm. perspective here in a moment. And then, and then we take the data that we gather, the, the comments, the consensus is really the, the key word. Mm -hmm. The consensus we gather from uh, doing the midterm chat, and we present that to the instructor so that they can then do with it as they will, and right. hopefully we encourage them to follow up. Yeah, although really that fourth step of following up with the class. Yeah, is, that really is, should be a distinct That really sort of, needs yeah. to be included in that because that's that's really important. If you just do it and then right. they don't hear anything more about it, right. then um, that's sort of almost worse than not doing it at all. So, so talk to me in the actual midterm chat process, and I think this can inform other types of assessment that maybe uh, if they're not doing a midterm chat this semester, an instructor can still come up with. Um, the importance of this concept of consensus yeah, and how that makes it different from some of the other evaluations or assessments that are done. Yeah. I, I think when we do midterm chats with students, we really, uh, we really focus in on the consensus building aspect of the chat that um, this is, um, this really needs to represent uh, the class as a whole. And so if there are, uh, sort of outlying or individual opinions, those may not be reflected in the report from the chat. Um, a better time to share those would be at the end of the semester or or in a conversation with the instructor, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversation mm -hmm. with the instructor. But what we're trying to do is capture true consensus of the class. Um, and we work pretty hard at that. Um, I, I stop... Um, multiple times during the chat, at least four times, um, once for each question, but often more than that, and ask the students whether I'm, you know, whether what I'm recording is actually a consensus of the class. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I find out that it's not. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the class will be divided, you know, sort of 50-50, right. or, yeah. or there will be a, just a few students. And, um, what I do at that point often depends on sort of what I'm sensing from the class, but I like to encourage them to uh, talk to each other and sort of find out what it is that they're agreeing about and what it is that they're disagreeing about. Mm -hmm. And is, mm -hmm. there a, is there a different way to phrase this that would make it reflect a consensus opinion? Or do we need to just pitch it out because people really aren't ever going to agree on this point? And, and we should probably say at this point uh, – for those who aren't familiar with the process, the, the instructor's not in the room for this. Right, this no. Is a, <laughs> this is, we, we, we schedule a day, yeah, we, th there's a day scheduled where we come in for, uh, you know, preferably a whole class period, or if it's a longer class period, at least a, a good chunk of it, and actually do this sort of exercise. And you talked about the questions. There are four questions that are very open questions that we ask. Mm -hmm. What are those? Well, they all focus on student learning. So the first question is, what is there about this class that helps you learn? 
The second question is, is there anything about this course that's making it more difficult for you to learn? Um, the third one is, um, can you suggest anything that your instructor could do that would make this a better learning experience for you as a class? And the fourth one is, the fourth one is really interesting and often the most revealing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one is, uh, can you suggest things that you as students could do to make this class a better learning experience? And, you know, it's really interesting, that last question, the sort of um, go-to answers, students will say, oh, we should all come to class. We or, should all read. We should all read the assignment, right, you yeah. know. The, um, but sometimes, um, sometimes the the um, responses go much deeper than that, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and so you know they may have mentioned that um, class discussions aren't proving actually very helpful in their learning. But then when it gets to the question about students, they'll say, "Well, yeah, it would probably actually help if we participated in class discussions." Right. So, oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, what, what and, and it's it's a very inductive process in that you start with individual answers. So we start with the little picture. Everyone comes up with their own answer, and then they then you put them in the groups, right? Right, small uh, groups, small groups, and then as groups they come up with kind of a group consensus mm-hmm. or a group list, and they mm-hmm. all have to agree on the on each point. Right, and then you debrief as the class. And and I always tell students, okay, now we get to the performance art of the class yeah. <laughs> because I'm typing the answers directly into a PowerPoint yeah. on the big screen. Yeah, I tell them, I say, this is the part where you get to laugh at my typing. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. it's, it's really, it's hard to um, listen and think and type all at the same time. So right. um, I end up with some gobbledygook sometimes, right. but we fix it before I before I leave. Right, exactly. And so that way everyone can see exactly what's going to be in the report. Right. Um, and so talk to me about taking that information and what are the suggestions you often give to instructors? So you're doing the post chat. Um, how do they use that typically? Or how do you suggest that they use that information typically? Well, I don't suggest that they use it all. Um, we usually collect more information than anybody can really use um, mm-hmm. at, at that particular point. Um, I ask them to, to uh, take away what I've given them, to think about it, and to think about, is there a suggestion here that um, that I can buy into, that I also think might improve the learning of the class? Um is there is there anything that the student suggested that's just really not going to go for me? It's you know it's contrary yeah, a, a to deal, my contrary breaker. yeah it's right. a deal breaker. It's right. contrary to my teaching philosophy or my pedagogical right. style or whatever. Um, and then go back and share that with the students. So let them know, um, hey, you made this suggestion, and I think that's a great one. I can't I can't implement all your suggestions. Um, you know that would actually change the class probably more than any of us would be comfortable with. But um, let's try making this, let's try making this small change or this, you know, even a sort of a major change um, moving forward and see how that works. And oh, by the way, I noticed that you all said that, um, you know, the class would be better if you made this, this other change. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you to do that. So uh, let's try to make that change as well. Yeah, and I, I think that that's important because it, it allows for a little bit of a transaction. It allows for a little yeah. bit of a of a uh, let me uh, let me help you in the way that you say you would like mm-hmm. to be helped. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a it's a great position as a teacher to to be dealing with students. 
um, and and to really you know help their learning. It, it, tempered always by the fact that they don't always have the most unbiased perspective of the learning <laughs> process, right? Well, you know, you really have to you have to emphasize that you really are talking to them about actual learning and yes. not um, just sort of. So occasionally, I'll run into a class where the teacher's been trying something new, and the students will say, you know. We just wish you'd just lecture. <laughs> and, and you know. <laughs> because I have homework to do for the class after right, this. Yes. And I need some time to. Yeah, no, I've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, then sometimes we have to have a little conversation yeah. about, is that really what would help you learn? Or is that really what would right. just make your life easier? Or, or another um, example I've, I've run into very similar to that is, uh, you know, students, uh, and I don't know if this has increased over the over the years, but I find now that students are really into the. It's not gamification in terms of a teaching practice. It's more of they play the game with the grades. You know, how many quizzes can I skip? You know, how many reading quizzes can I skip and all that? (laughs) And so they, so sometimes I have to be very careful when I facilitate a midterm chat because I find sometimes that students really get into the, well, but if he would, you know, if he or she would give us 30 points for this assignment instead of 20 points, then this would, and that's not what we're talking about either. We're talking about the learning. What are you getting out of the assignment? And I haven't even, I haven't even run into that that much myself. Um, But I do, I have had students um, sort of suggest that a teacher return to lecture. I, I would say, actually, I would say that I have had far more classes ask that the instructor get away from lecture. Sure. Particularly in those really long, you know, long classes right. um, that right. meet for, you know, multiple hours. Right. But even in even in shorter classes. And and interestingly, students nowadays, um, I don't know where they're getting this, or if maybe I'm running into a lot of education students, which wouldn't be surprising. Um, they they ask for active learning by name. They say, you Yes, know, I have we, had, yeah. We wish you'd use more active learning in this class, um, yes. which I always, you know, I'm like, hey, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know the, you know the word. I'll pass it on. Yeah. Buzzword. Yeah. The buzzword. Um, so when it comes, and we should probably also mention that the, when we conduct a midterm chat through uh, CTLT, we limit the class size uh, to, I think it's 50. And yeah, 50, 50 is kind of pushing. stretching it. I've done, I think the most I've done is 47. And that was a, <laughs> I, I think I went for an extra long lunch after that one. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long one. Uh, so uh, for a large lecture course, you'd be looking at doing some other sort of assessment because you can't really do that sort of uh, yeah it, there just process. isn't the there's just not the time to work through the process and to and to get um to get a true con- to get a true consensus of a hundred people right. in um, 50 minutes or even right. 60 minutes is just it's really just not really possible we have some other approaches that we've tried we haven't found one that we've been very very happy with yet mostly because mm-hmm. um, we haven't found another one that builds consensus in the way that the chats do right and and again going back to that idea of consensus um, because I used to explain this to people as well it's like a focus group and I and I noticed you you reacted to that at one point, um, and understandably so, because that's not entirely true. It may operate like someone would conduct a focus group in that you give them a series of probing questions. And But with a focus group, you're aggregating the numbers and you're, you're coding the responses typically. Right. This is truly a, a uh, qualitative sort of snapshot yes. of, of how the course is going at, at midterm. So I have two last questions okay. before we're done. The first one is, if... I can't do a midterm chat or I, you know, for whatever reason, you're not going to come to, through CTLT to do a midterm chat. Um, what are just briefly some of the other things that you would suggest that maybe you could have students do that may not be as ideal because the 
um, uh, you're the, the you the professor are presenting this instead of having a third party come in and do it. But what are some of the quick quickly? What are some of the things that you could you might well? Do? I would recommend that you get midterm feedback, um, whatever whatever manner you use. And certainly there are a lot of pretty easy ways to do it. You can um, you can use a survey. Um, you know, any of them should be anonymous. You can use a survey. Um, you can ask students just to jot down some thoughts on, you know, you can do a one minute, essentially a one minute paper, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ask a colleague to come in and conduct a chat. That's that's much closer to um, to what we do. And I think if you have a trusted colleague, you know, that's a that's a great way to do that. Sure. Um, but basically, you know, you you're interested in in the answer to sort of those four questions or some 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 number of those four questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think getting that information about how how student learning is progressing in the course um, as a midterm, more or less, right. is a great idea. And so when we're talking midterm, at least here at CTLT, we only do these chats between the fifth. And tenth week, and, yeah, uh, yeah, and the tenth week tenth is kind of pushing is really it. Really right? too late. That's that's kind of pushing it. I keep trying to sort of inch that back a little bit. You right, know, it. Right. Um, we can't always because sometimes stuff happens. The one good reason to be thinking about this early in the semester is, you know, to do this you have to build in a day. Right. And so, right. Um, you know, if you're thinking about it while you're constructing your course schedule, that allows you to sort of put in a day. Although. Um, to be perfectly honest, I don't encourage instructors to put on the course schedule midterm chat. Right, you know, because we do be- want to. We want to get. We want to have an honest uh, and the whole yeah. population of students right. there, among other yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and if people are interested in actually doing a midterm chat for this semester or for a subsequent semester, they can go to our website, which is CTLT. IllinoisState.edu. Click on the consultations link, which is at the right. top, and you'll see a list of all the consultations we do, including midterm chats. There's an online form they can fill out. We will do up to two chats, uh, two classes for an instructor per semester, if I right. said that or right. Right, or two, two chats, two, two chats, chats per we'll do instructor. Chats. So if you have two yeah. sections of the same course, right. we can do that. Or, two or if you've courses. got two different courses, but, um, but no more than two. Yeah, yeah. And um, finally, the last question I wanted to just touch on is something that we've talked about off mic, as it were, um, about how these are used to get a longitudinal view of of uh-huh. one's teaching. Because this is a this is a good snapshot about how this class is going at this particular time, um, and it will inform you if you're trying something new that semester. This is a good way to kind of test the water and and see how it's working. It's a great time to use one. Yeah, but we have both had. Um, faculty members um, come to us, and we've worked with them over, over several, time. yeah, over several semesters. Yeah. So, can you talk just to sum up briefly what 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 are they pulling out of? I, you know, I experience? I actually think that this I actually think that having midterm chats over time is maybe one of the most effective things you can do in terms of your own professional development. Mm-hmm. I have seen people come in as new instructors and ask for a midterm chat in their first semester and then continue to have midterm chats um, for three or four years. And the growth that I see in, in the, in, in those instructors over that time, of course, it's not solely attributable to the midterm chat. Right. I mean, of you, course. You know, of there's course, a lot of other stuff uh, yeah, going exactly, on. Exactly. Um, but I, but the, the chat is a great way to track that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think having that evidence of professional growth 
um, is not something to be sneezed at. I think right. that's that's really a nice thing to have, um, you know, even to be able to include uh, in your in your tenure and promotion materials. Right. Um, at the end of a at the end of several years. Absolutely. All right, Claire. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And you've been listening to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. Find out more about CTLT and, of course, our podcast by going to our website, ctlt.illinoisstate.edu. Click on the podcast link at the top of the page, and you can see the latest episodes, instructions on how to subscribe through your favorite mobile app, and we are now on iTunes, so you can search for us, Let's Talk Teaching, on iTunes. Go ahead and give us some comments and give us a, give us a few stars. We'd appreciate that, too. So on behalf of Claire and everyone here at CTLT, I'm Jim G. Happy teaching. <laughs>